Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is the wondrous and amazing Kyle, creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. Kyle, how are you doing today? Those are the compliments that I deserve. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> I should I should slow him down, right? I don't I don't want to don't want my head to get too big. Well, I don't want to lose the value of a good compliment, right? Oh, that's like another that's, yeah. You can't hand them out too freely. Yeah, you got to be emotionally withholding, and then it makes that that one "I love you" really sink in. Yeah, you know, I've only ever said it once, <laughs> and, that, and that was to my stockbroker. No, 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 no. It was when the Coyotes went to the Western Conference Finals. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Smith. <laughs> Fucking love you, Mike Smith. God, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> oh, come on to the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, hedge against the rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers over on financialineptitude.com, or you can give one of our many beginner trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description, but the best place to be, head on over to our Discord server. Check it out. We get on there just about every day, every damn day. Uh, Really awesome place to be. Totally free. No special paid tiers or access areas that you can't get behind because you're just a freebie you joined. Fuck that shite. Get on our free server. And when you join, go ahead and shoot Kyle, a DM or an email with your home mailing address, and we'll we'll go ahead. We'll just send you some smash it yourself swag straight from the China Shop Shop. Actually, We're just that glad you're here. Doesn't even have to be your home mailing address. Just needs to be a physical mailbox. A fucking PO box. Yeah, have it mailed to your work. I mean, we don't care. Uh, it's just great that you're all here. It's a really wonderful time uh, with friends. And speaking of friends, Kyle, we got any show news report? Any new friends to the shop coming by soon? Oh, yeah. We got uh, Monday. Polly Walnuts, his first ever podcast appearance is coming out. Oh, fuck. Let me ask you this, Dan. Did you know that he's a fan of The Sopranos? Polly Walnuts? Yeah. No. (laughs) The Sopranos, you say? (laughs) Yeah. That's what I learned. Oh, he's also British. That was also (laughs) unexpected. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jeez, I would have lost that quiz. Right. (laughs) 
one of these is true. Oh God, some of the some of the euphemisms he was uh, using during that recording is just. I heard my wife laughing in the background. <laughs> She's <was> getting <laughs> <You>, red. <laughs> I'm assuming it wasn't Jamook or Jabroni. No, 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 no. Was, <laughs> I, I, I can't even. I can't even recreate it. Okay. Well, well yeah, yeah, we'll listen. We'll listen to Polly himself. Oh yeah, that comes out Monday. Uh, the week after that, we got Sean O'Malley, chief editor and writer for We Study Markets at the Investors Podcast Network. We're recording that one on Sunday. And uh, I got to give an apology out to anyone who's looking for a midweek episode this week. We ended up having to use that slot to record episode three of the optional experience with Eric and Penny Lane Blaine. Uh, that should be coming out at the end of the month. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes, sir. Sounds, sounds, sounds fucking great. But until those shows, we've got a show today that we're doing for you. And let me tell you, it is silvery, swift, and serene. Lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and brighter futures than SpaceX's Bitcoin wallet. Oh, how'd you know I pulled that story? Because <laughs> <laughs> I pulled it and I couldn't post it because you already did. Uh, uh, yeah, early bird gets the worm. <laughs> I had to find a better story, which I did. Yes, that's oh. what happens when you get up 30 minutes before recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get the pick of the stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. And, and reach out to us, folks. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook, especially on our Discord. We'll have the link to that in the episode description. If you're old school, you can send us an email to twobulls at financialineptitude.com. That's the number two, B-U-L-L-S, at financialineptitude.com. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made, or maybe you're constantly throwing amazing parties in an effort to steal your neighbor's wife. But it's her annoying male cousin from the Midwest who keeps showing up instead. <laughs> we just love it when you reach out. What was the what was last week's? Last week, uh, you're a scientist studying a captured hairless ape. When the ape reveals it can speak fluently and claims it's really a traveler from a far world. And then it escapes to lead a hairless ape up uprising. So hairless, which hairless ape which, rebellion? Which version are we talking about here? It's got to be the Charlton, Charlton Heston version, right? <laughs> No, wait, you're doing Battlefield Earth, aren't you? Oh, oh, <laughs> well, I don't know, Kyle. Put one in. We'll see. I'm going Battlefield Earth. Ah, Planet of the Apes. I was, was, I was uh, giving you a softball right down the middle, and you're like, it's going to curve. It's going to curve. Well, you did that Damn, with Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> that would have yeah, been I'm a pretty to, good. That was a pretty to, good description of pla uh, Planet of the Apes from, from the Apes. Battlefield it was, Earth. Oh, Battlefield Earth. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good description, except he wasn't a space traveler. He wasn't he? claiming he was a traveler from a far off world, but he no. did escape to lead a rebellion. Did escape. Yeah. Um, this Technically, I was doing the Planet of the Apes musical from The Simpsons. Oh, I can God. talk. He could talk. I can sing. <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's time to talk about the bad results. Um, yeah, I guess we can talk about that. Yeah, uh, we, oh, we did went, good. We did. We did. Uh, we went short triple M it opened Monday at one Oh four 16 hit our first take profit at a hundred dollars on Friday and end up closing at a hundred dollars and one penny. Wow. So we really didn't need that take profit, I guess. Uh, our total goes from, what was it? Four seventy two fourteen last week to $490 and 99 cents. And that's hey. the problem with having a small budget and hundred dollar stocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, random that Riley little bastard went 
with Cisco, CSCO, opened the week at oh, 5380, and it sold off pretty much throughout the whole week up until Wednesday uh, before it gapped up on earnings. Mm-hmm. Closed at 5404. So random is now sitting at $502.72. Motherfucker. It's all right. I got an earnings one. Play, play this game with him, too. Yeah, you want to get sucked into random's little games and schemes? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Right. Can we see what random picks first? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we need a home run stretch or can we just let random shoot itself in the foot? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to find out. Find out at the end of the episode. But until then, should we talk about some news? Uh, sure. Get that. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just trading information. Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill. No, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. Whatever, well, Dan. I'll give you. I'll give you your choice. Should we start with Evergrande or Michael Burry? Evergrand, Evergrand, Evergrand. Oh, you're let's let's retread been... that trodden path. Yeah, yeah. When did we start talking about that back in like 2021, 22? When they first, yeah, it's it's been a while. But then when they oh, first had is. their 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 fucking property crash. Yeah, well, they had just filed for Chapter 15 bankruptcy protection. Ooh, is that yeah. different than 11? Um, it's basically just a vehicle or a way for, uh, foreign companies to be able to use U S bankruptcy law to restructure their debt. That's, that's Wait. kind of the, yeah. So a Chinese company is using U S bankruptcy, bankruptcy law. laws to restructure yep. its debt in China. Uh, I'm assuming it's, uh, probably not just China that uh, American debt. Yeah. I mean, they have $19 billion worth of offshore debt. So that's just not, that's not even counting what they owe China. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's okay. a lot, a lot of debt in here, <laughs> a lot. Uh, and then not only that, but uh, what was kind of buried in here was there's another company called Country Garden. Uh, they employ about three hundred thousand people, and they have missed two payments on their multi-billion-dollar debt. And they said that they are considering quote various debt management measures. Hmm. So yeah, wow. this, that company is now being seen as a very high-risk asset, according to Moody's. They have until early September to make the payments that they've already missed. Damn. Billions of dollars in, in real estate, like mortgage payments? I, I'm not. I mean, probably to builders and lenders, whoever is like funding the because they've been they're the ones that were selling homes before they built them. OK, yeah. So they're real estate yeah. developers. Yeah. And then they couldn't get enough cash up when they had they had three hundred billion dollars with the liabilities. Uh, that was back in like December of 21. So who knows what it's at now? But they ended up having to suspend a whole shitload of their projects. So a lot of those pre-sale buyers were left with no home and still paying a mortgage, which that was Fuck the story it. I think you covered. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really some bullshit. So, really some real bullshit. Yeah, that, well, I mean, that's guess what happens when you embrace capitalism in a communist country. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I was on 
little off track, but now that we say that, like I was just reading uh, reviews of a certain solar company because we just bought some solar mm-hmm. and they were like, several were like, I got in this lease, but they never came out and put solar on my roof. Oh, shit. So I'm leasing panels. It's been eight months now and I'm now paying my electric bill and my solar lease and I don't have solar panels. And I'm like, wow. How do you have How to end up paying that? How does that that should I wouldn't work. pay it. I wouldn't have paid it either. <laughs> Come get yeah, it. Just just like this Chinese mortgage. Guys, yeah. don't pay. Maybe yeah. this is maybe that's why uh, country gardens in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gave well, mortgages yeah. to all these people and didn't buy their homes and now they're not paying us. We can't do the loans. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to foreclose <laughs> on these people. God, that's awful. I'm sure they would love that. Oh, country gardens. What are you doing? Yeah, so things in China, I mean, things look like they're going to get worse before they get better. Country garden ranch dressing. I know, right? Old time country garden housing. (laughs) I prefer my Evergrande barbecue sauce. (laughs) Evergrande. Evergrande. Evergrande baby back ribs. (laughs) Uh, Kyle, are you aware of what's happening to bond yields right now? Um, is it something to do with being inverted? Uh, well, I mean, inverted if you're expecting bond yields to go down. I mean, at some point, right? Hopefully. Uh, they're continuing (laughs) to go up and many analysts, including from Bank of America, uh, uh, lady or man, it could be French, Jean or Jean or Jean. Uh, former Bank of Canada official now heads BlackRock Investment. Uh, everybody's saying we're coming back to the with the five percent world, where five percent is going to be the new normal, if, okay. if not higher. That's um, that's the old normal. Yeah, we're going back to the old normal. <laughs> it's still higher than the old normal, or lower than the old normal. I mean, like five yeah, percent was a great like mortgage interest rate back. Yeah, yeah, back in the yeah. day. That's right. That's right. Um, hmm. So. Uh, yeah, to quote Jean Boivin, uh, there's a remarkable repricing higher in longer term rates. Uh, the co- market is coming more into the view that there's going to be long term inflation pressures despite recent progress. Macro uncertainty is going to remain the story for the next few years, and that requires greater compensation to own long dated bonds. Macro uncertainty? What does that mean? Yeah, it's, <laughs> whatever it means, it's transitory, Kyle. I don't get it. It's uncertain. <laughs> okay all right so uh what do we do with that uh well it looks like uh it's gonna weigh supposedly it's gonna weigh on uh, the consumer spending and home sales that we've been seeing especially uh probably mean less money to tech stocks you know actually you mentioned the the home sales thing i think um the home depot earnings came out not too long ago and the uh the whatever they reported did not look good for continued uh, uh, strength in the housing market. Yeah, well, it's just so like you look at interest rates right now for what mm-hmm. people can afford. It's they're, they're, they're higher than they've ever been. You know, what was can... really interesting, though. What's that? When I was talking to Barry about about this, like waiting for interest rates to come down and he made mm-hmm. the point like, well, why? Like if you buy when you find the house that you want, even if interest rates are high, like there's less competition. Because nobody else wants to go buy during those high interest rates. Once they start coming down, then everybody starts coming out looking to buy who's been waiting. And now you get a lot more competition. So, yeah, maybe you save a percentage point or two on your loan, but you're still paying a higher price because more buyers equals... Uh, auction competition? Yep. 
Well, I know we we pulled the trigger because we needed the house, right? Yeah, yeah. We and we actually offered a couple grand over list because the first three ones we found that we liked all already had an offer. Yep. Uh, you have to, yeah. If you want a house, so you still got to give everything. It, yeah. It really, really can drive it up. But the problem, right, is is that interest rate gets high enough to where people can't afford to. Right. Right to move out of the house they're in. They yeah. Get, they get housing stuck. Like yep. we, we were just renting. No, no, that's uh, if you can afford it, I guess is the, the key to that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can afford it, don't wait. But the problem is, is like, I guess it's just I know, a consideration, right? I know the mortgage we're paying now on a one story, three bedroom is going to be about $200 a month more than she used to pay on a two story thousand square foot, more house mm-hmm. the mortgage is yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. two she used to pay 200 dollars a month less for almost twice the house right yeah that's the problem yep yep yeah fucking a and now china like i mean their their real estate are we seeing like a replay of what, what we did in 2008 2009 like um, what is what's at the bottom of this if it is then be ready to buy because there are some screaming good deals in that's 2009 true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so speaking of betting on things going down, uh, that was my other story. Michael Burry's back in the news again. Oh, oh boy. What's yeah. he talking about? He, uh, according to a 13F filing, his fund Skyon Asset Management made a huge bet that stocks would be crashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he bought put options valued at $738.8 million on the NASDAQ, triple Qs, uh, and $886.5 million in SPY, five, uh, spy puts. Uh, what it doesn't say is how they're actually, because I think there's some confusion over like how they're reporting the value of the puts. Like, yeah, if that's the notational value of the underlying shares, he didn't pay that $886 million oh, for it. That's, that's just the value that the shares represent totally that ignoring contracts on. Yeah, totally ignoring the concept of of an option. Right, but it's uh, either way, it's still a pretty huge short bet. Yeah. Uh, the last time he uh, he came out of the woodworks and told everyone to sell was in January. Uh, that was when <laughs> <laughs> the triple Q was valued at two hundred sixty four dollars a share, roughly. Um, when he uh, by March, when he said he was wrong, <laughs> that was when the Qs were trading at three sixty six. Yeah. Uh, the moral of the story is if you're going to call tops, just keep doing it consistently and eventually you'll be right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I, okay. So, so my story kind of goes, goes right along with that, that markets are hit by a perfect storm, surging rates, worsening economic data in China poor summer liquidity and a buyer's strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, says Barclays is the head of European equity strategy. This came out Friday morning, right? It okay. was, it's all doom and gloom. China, closed in bear market territory the hong kong's hang sang index is down 21 percent from its january highs doom and gloom doom and gloom but what did we see friday kyle a as lot traders of buyers we saw at that it sell down into a key level and buyers fucking came out of everywhere and undid all the selling from today there's from still today. a lot more to undo from today but there's yes. still a lot more to undo but it was a key area and buyers came out in it. So I mm-hmm. wouldn't count the run out. I, you can't count it out yet because they showed up right where you'd expect them to if you're looking at that weekly chart. No, and if, yeah, if you're looking at a weekly, there's still even more room. It could drop. There's still, still more be a room for pullback. a healthy pullback. Yeah. Like, like, 
I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I will uh, personally, I'm not ready to follow him with my money. Oh, fuck no. Um, <laughs> it's, it's gotta, it's gotta break a bigger thing for me to be like spot puts. No, no. The, and I'm shameless. <laughs> I don't give a, give a fuck up or down. I want to make money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this for the money, Kyle, not the prestige. <laughs> I think we all are, right? <laughs> yes, the prestige. Everybody loves the Look, day If trader. you get enough money, you can buy prestige. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. I, I own this restaurant. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else before we move on to stock news? Uh, no, no. I think that's, uh, that's all I got. Or should we advertise a little bit? Ooh, my favorite. It, it really, why do you get so excited? Because that's what the advertisers are expecting, right? Oh, okay. Am I, am I supposed it, to be like, ah, fucking hell, capitalism. We got to sell some stupid ads. I'm All sorry. right, everybody, plug I, your damn ears. I didn't realize you were acting. That's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I never fake it with you, baby. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. All right, Dan. How do, how do those two? That, that oh, state you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whew. I need a, need a minute. All I'm right, all play, worked up now. Grab a cigarette while we play stock time. Yeah, yeah. I'm all worked up. Whew. Now it's talk about stocks time Looking for setups and still not advice Big moves, fresh news and earnings All that we're saying, it's still not advice Stock time Please don't sue us Alright, what are your big uh, stock stories, Kyle? Uh, I got a couple of them um, 
let me start with Intel. Intel made news after scrapping a $5.4 billion semiconductor deal. Ooh, and the stock went up. What? <laughs> yeah. So apparently people didn't like this deal. Uh, not only that, uh, it was a, let's see, it was an Israeli group, Israeli-based tower semiconductor. Uh, they canceled it saying that they're having difficulty obtaining uh, approval from regulators. China, I think, was one of the big one that was uh, yet to sign off on the transaction. Uh, surprise, surprise. China doesn't want Intel making semiconductors when uh, they, they want to be able to buy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't have them. You can't have them. Uh, they will be paying a $353 million breakup fee in order to terminate the deal. But there hasn't been a whole lot to come out yet on it, other than just the fact that China seems to be the one that's been slowing this down. Uh, Intel has been, I guess, maybe they kind of had an idea that this thing wasn't going to get approved. So they have been investing a lot in production facilities in Germany and Poland uh, since the EU gives a lot of good subsidies. So maybe this is good for Intel. Yeah. Damn. Uh, maybe it was just the, like, you know, when, whenever we saw companies like uh, Mergen, like the bigger acquiring one always seemed to take a bit of a hit. Yes. Uh, so maybe it's just unwinding of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes. Yeah. Yeah. They, which for, for whatever reason, Mm-hmm. <laughs> people don't that don't like the deal like i'm out well a lot of times they're paying a premium to to acquire these other companies mm. like know. the microsoft acquisition of activision was i think it was trading it like in the 60s and they offered 95 a share so. yeah yeah so you gotta i guess you gotta spend money to make money right that's that's what i've often i've often been told I've often been yeah. told but you know i've Just, never had enough money to spend to make i been spending a lot of money and i think you gotta make money to make money <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> all right what else you got for us uh apparently these crazy crazy union contracts in uh american auto workers are set to expire on september 14th uh yeah so apparently berkshire hathaway good old warren buffett sold half of its stake in general motors leading up to this oh okay okay yeah well he didn't say why uh it's expected this is uh gonna be challenging contentious contract talks uh the new team of the union leadership has already come out and said that the these talks are going to be a defining moment oh wow yeah they're gonna put ford out of business ford gm stellantis all employ people that are part of the united auto workers union well it looks like ford is gearing up for that because that's the story that i had they're making preps for getting their salaried workers including their engineers to be able to start taking over the blue collar jobs when the strike does happen ah okay so they're they're already at that point yeah and that's not uh abnormal i remember when i was in alcoa that was one of the things that we were uh, like ready to go do if there was a labor strike, they were going to send us to some of the other plants and run the production equipment so they can keep working, like using the oh, salary wow. people. Um, but the fact that they're prepping for it is is a sign that uh, yeah, there's this this uh, this negotiation could be quite contentious. Now um, this might sound pretty ignorant because I never actually got to work in a union field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a truck driver, but in Arizona at the time, there was no union in Tucson for truck drivers at Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I lost that. I didn't never got that hotel job in San Francisco that was part of the union. Um, is it possible to just have all salaried workers? 
I don't think so. No. Okay. okay. No. 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 Okay. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. All right. All right. All right. All right. You can fire all your hourly employees and then try to let the salary do it, but no, I don't think that's going to... You can't have, instead of hourly employees, you can't have them on a salary. I don't think it. I don't know, because they have a... The labor union creates the agreement between management and the employees, so they would be violating something. It got to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. that would have happened. For it. I mean, you can you can grab your salary guys and stick them in those spots to fill in, but guarantee you they're not going to stick around very long if you're making them do that for months on end. Oh and no, that, no, I meant like, can we just hire workers instead of having them be union? Just be like, no, no, we're going to make you a salary worker. <laughs> yeah, um, give you full salary benefit. I think they can do that with like certain positions, mm. but not necessarily. I don't think they can do that with the whole workforce. No, weird, weird. But I don't, yeah, just no. as weird as my both pro-union and anti-union stance. I'm like it depends on the context. Well, yeah, are we talking about the mafia? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like, are we talking about a fucking union that has more power than the company? Or are we talking about a union that's standing up for power, powerless workers? Like, right. Yeah. On the one hand, not all have, created the equal. No, there's not. There's there's definitely a need and a time and place, but then there's also you know like companies that get yeah. put out of business because oh, the yeah. workers demand too much. Yeah. There's abuse. It, hey, that that union contract in in California, like that job paid more, but I also would have had to pay union dues. I don't know what they were, mm-hmm. but that was you know what I, what I mean. Like I don't know if that was actually the best job for me. I'll right. never know. Yep, yep. I ended up getting a job at a non-union uh, bed and breakfast that paid really well. Not mm-hmm. as much as the union job though. It was like union job paid like six dollars an hour more. I wonder how much they're paying now. <laughs> Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't look. <laughs> I'm not gonna look. And you know what? Fuck yeah. that hotel. Like they wanted me to come do night audit and tell me I couldn't use their parking garage. I'm like, well then oh, how, fuck. how the fuck am I? Yeah, that's you for salary. Come, you want me to yeah, you you want me to come <laughs> ride the, the subway down here at eleven o'clock at night every night? Like, are you serious? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, fuck that. No, 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 no. All right. Anything else in uh stock news? Um, yeah, I got, a, I got a couple different things to talk about. Oh, what um, you got? Yeah, speaking of the, the Bay area, uh, the first what you know, they, they recently allowed, uh, driverless vehicles to start yeah. testing. Uh, we had a robo taxi with a passenger. That, they? they have for, for, for a little bit now. Yeah. Uh, it had, they had a robo taxi with somebody in it, get hit by a fire truck and somebody got hurt. They got hit by the fire truck. The taxi got hit, hit by the that? fire okay. truck. All these self-driving car crashes. I don't. It, I have you seen one yet that's been caused by the self-driving car? Not yet, but in I mean, it the self-driving car got hit. But if the fire trucks go in with its sirens and its horn, mm-hmm. is it really the fire truck's fault that the the car went even though it was a green light? A fire truck still has to stop and make sure the way is clear. You don't just blow through a busy intersection and not look. Yeah, yeah, you sound you sound like you're from the self-driving car company's PR right. department, Kyle. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I was going to make the counter argument that I, uh, my sister got in a lot of car wrecks. Yeah, and they were never her quote unquote her fault. But yeah, if you were driving defensively, then those accidents would have never happened. Wouldn't have happened. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's like a self-driving car doesn't really have that right. Self-driving car has the rules. It follows the rules and it doesn't care what the cost of being right is. Uh, exactly exactly like the cost of being right like it was green 
Yeah, I was yes, right. You, well, you were correct. Yeah, you <laughs> it were was right green. And you got hit. And you got <laughs> was hit. Was it worth it? Yeah, welcome to the real world, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're right, and you still got fucked. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, Cruise is a subsidiary of uh, General Motors. Uh, well, is that well, like the Chevy Cruise? Um, maybe. Hmm. Maybe that's where they stole the name from. Um, we also looks like uh, Outback Steakhouse might see a turnaround. I who owns them? Uh, they're part of Bloomin' Brands. Bloomin' Brands, okay, like the Bloomin' Onion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ah. Activist investors from Starboard Value now own a nine point nine percent stake. Uh, these these guys tr- did turnarounds at uh, Darden restaurants, which I think is Olive Garden. That's Olive Garden and Red Lobster. And Red Lobster, and then I guess they they did some work at Papa John's after Papa John oh. quote, quoted some <laughs> racial slurs on a conference call, among other things. Among other things, <laughs> uh, stock went up on this news because people like this activist investor company. Like they come in and they do they turn them around. They did good work with Red Lobster. I like the changes that they implemented there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that. so uh, yeah, your blooming onion might get might get better and better. Isn't the Bloomin' Onion Applebee's? Oh, shit. I don't know. Fuck. Or is that Chili's? No. We just lost our sponsorship with Applebee's and Chili's. Oh, they're just all the now. same, aren't they? <laughs> Appleback. Appleback Chili House. <laughs> um, and then if you don't have anything else real quick, I wanted to uh, come back around on a, on a past story and mm, okay. say that uh, South Korea has begun an investigation on the professor and scientist who published the paper on the LK99 room temperature superconductor. Oh, they're calling it a hoax in the headline. Yes. Uh, Researchers were the first of many to demonstrate that it didn't show any properties of a superconductor. (laughs) Uh, And yes, now professor Jung Wan Kwan, uh, who published this paper supposedly without any green light from his co-authors is under investigation. So there is some sort of uh, consequence for crying wolf. Or just publishing a a scientific paper on bullshit. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But yet they're still publishing papers on eugenics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) God damn. Anyway. Okay. All right. That's the the craziest thing. eugenics is fucking crazy of course smarter people can come from dumber people that's how evolution works right right God. (laughs) oh shit (laughs) um all right should we uh should we move on to some probably move on my other my other stories i I could keep going i got two more like i said i I just kept spraying it all over the place let's Ah, just go do some crypto there's some crypto stuff i want to see got some good crypto stories okay i got some crypto in my wallet Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Some Doji Sushi Polka Dot NFT. Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous cryptocurrency. Well, you teased my story already. Maybe I'll just I go did. ahead and lead off. Let's on hear that. it. Let's hear it. Although I do like the idea of teasing stories and never actually doing them. <laughs> we did <laughs> My bad. That was a complete accident. <laughs> uh, 
no, SpaceX sold off all their Bitcoin. Dropped mm-hmm. Bitcoin about 10% after uh, after that was revealed. Uh, oh. They wrote down the value of the Bitcoin it owns by $373 million. Damn. And that, that, and that, yeah. that triggered some uh, stop runs, I'm assuming. It must have. It must have. They first purchased in 2021. They wrote down the holdings by a total of $373 million in 21 and 22, and then now sold it off. Uh, so yeah. how does Elon Musk really feel about crypto? I don't know, but it goes to show like, he's not that great of an investor when he can't pump it up first. <laughs> because they were buying this pretty much in the uh, the height of euphoria. Yeah, bought the tops, sold the middle. Although I guess his plan at the time was to be able to let people use it to buy cars, wasn't it? I think they're still allowed to sell people cars with Bitcoin. Why? Uh, I don't know. Well, for the same that. reason, I mean, if I was a car dealer, I could accept somebody being like, I'll give you this many apples for that car. I'm like, okay, I fucking love apples. If you want to. No, no, I know. I know. 300 just, cases of apples, baby. It Come just on. seems weird to, like, I, I don't know. Crypto to me is an investment. It's not a. It's not, it's not, it, it, it's not a. It's too volatile to use every day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want yep. the value of my cash varying 5 to 10% a week. Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't want to be in, living in Russia? No, no I don't. <laughs> Where the ruble is literally doing that? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that's, yeah, I'm with uh, you. I don't, I don't, I don't also want the value of my currency to fluctuate that much. Uh, but yeah, so things not looking good for Bitcoin here. Uh, definitely not looking like Musk is that great of an investor. He's kind of on the uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi scale. Right, right. He gets a lot of attention, but you like dig through the details. Oh, oh, really? Take away his, uh, take away his insider information, social media (laughs) reads, and see see how well he does. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't have any buddies on the board at Bitcoin. Right, right. Uh Uh All right, what do you got for crypto? Well, it's not all doom and gloom, Kyle. Uh, Weirdly, it's been announced that the SEC is expected to approve a crypto futures ETF, but for Ethereum, not Bitcoin. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. According Why to Bloomberg would report. Ethereum be okay and not the others? Uh, no idea. No idea. According to a Bloomberg report, citing anon- anonymous sources, uh, the regulator is not expected to block the applications around 12 different companies trying to launch Ethereum future ETFs. You know, I think there's a lot more money in Ethereum if you have money. Because wasn't that part of like the, the upgrade that they did to their network when they went from doing like the work confirmation to like proof, proof of stake? stake? Yeah. 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 So now the more money you have, the more you can collect is what it sounded like when I was reading through that. But... Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, the one where you have bigger money has an advantage is the one that's getting approved. Is that tinfoil hat well, time? Apparently, there's a little bit of a difference because the ETFs applying are going to track the price of Ethereum futures traded on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange rather than direct spot exposure. Why does that matter? I don't know. That is weird. Um, I guess they. I guess maybe they do stuff to monitor the the futures stuff, like because of that, like they have more control over it. Don't they already trade Ethereum and Bitcoin futures? Yeah, I thought they did. Huh. Maybe maybe, maybe it's just talking about... Because I know they have Bitcoin futures, right? I thought they did. 
Yeah, micro Bitcoin futures, interactive brokers. The one that okay. traded on the yeah. CME. Okay, so maybe we're just getting Ethereum futures. Well, I don't know why the ETFs linked to futures. Well, I, okay, so the there are yeah, because the the Graystone or the there's a there there's is a, a, a Bitcoin ETF. Yeah, 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 and that must be focused on the futures funds of Bitcoin because I guess in twenty one the SEC did greenlight several of those. But why is that? Mm. Why is that okay? But a spot price is not. What's the difference? I don't know. Uh, but if anybody I can, does know, can quote, ask, tell us. <laughs> yeah, if anybody out there knows, please tell us. I can, I don't know, but Kyle, but I can uh, quote ETF analyst Eric Balkunas, who commented, this is not surprising to us. We had said they would approve Ether futures early on. Nice to be validated. Now, what does it mean for spot? Hard to say beyond it shows that their views, policy, and tolerance can change. Who was so, this? Uh, Eric Balkanus, some oh. ETF analyst. Why was that the guy you chose to quote? Because instead of the Bloomberg the... analyst, his name is Safeart. What is that in that art? The same article? Yes, yes, it is. Bloomberg James Safeart. Oh, I didn't. I didn't read it in my head. I just looked at the name. Uh, I didn't phonetically <laughs> read it out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Pardon me. Uh, to I'm... quote Bloomberg oh, analyst again. James Safeart, Kyle, why don't you give us that quote? Oh, there's no quote worth. Uh, this is very low compared to BTC futures ETFs like ProShares, and still drastically lower than Vanex XBTF at 0.76. Fee war has already started in crypto ETFs. Wrote Safeart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gee, oh. now why did I pick the other guy? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's because this Ethereum one has a really low management fee. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Also, James Safeart. You didn't make me say fart, so you just did. Damn it! You win again, say fart. <laughs> Double or nothing. I'll get you to bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. I don't, I don't know, know how, how. <laughs> but I'm gonna get you. All right, should we uh, should we move on? <laughs> yeah, let's move on. All right, and reach for it. Wait, what? What are we oh. moving on to? God, oh, I think it was the. The waiting was the hardest part. <laughs> Seeing the gun <laughs> and having to wait for it. All right, Tom Petty, mm-hmm. what you got? <laughs> um, my good this week was how uh, we responded to a really bad Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, that's actually yeah. what I wrote for my good, although mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily in those words. Uh, learning yeah. the lessons from this past week. Um, from from yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What were the changes you made? Uh, I made a couple changes to my morning routine, and I made a lot of changes in my execution. Such as, uh, like, what's uh, the? What I are should the big say ones? not a lot of changes, but I should say I made some. I made a strong change and commitment to myself to stay on strategy. Like, mm. No matter fucking what, and I know I've said this before, but I actually managed to do it uh, at least two days in a row where I really uh, can't fault my my trading yeah yeah can't, can't fault my trading last two days i think the big one for me was that i went through after wednesday because i ended up blowing up that apex account yeah, um, same. yeah uh which it was on its last legs uh, i mean if you remember i uh, it shot itself last week <laughs> but the big one for me was like deleting like most of the levels i realized uh after reflecting on the struggles that we had wednesday that i'm trying to trade every rotation and 
like that's stupid. Like the whole point of learning how to read the DOM is so you can apply it in very specific key areas. And so I went through and I changed all the levels that I'm mapping out to only have like two or three for any given distribution. Yeah. And then uh, utilizing some of the stuff that the guys at Fanta uh, did on their town hall, uh, the, the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. retrace uh, method and looking at the DOM there. I think I caught a couple of really nice trades doing that. Uh, it just, yeah, it was a lot better coming back after that Wednesday. It felt like we actually learned the lessons this time. And we did. Yeah. It yeah. Yeah. And, and that town hall was really solid too. The town hall was awesome. I'll see if I can get a copy of that to share with our discord. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anytime, your... anytime you have some professional traders trying to educate, it's, it's really good. And they, yeah, there's just, they make it really clear. Like they present the information very well. I thought, Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, do you have a bad? Um, I, I, I just had the ugly, which was Wednesday. I don't think I, I don't think I, I had anything where I'd be like, that's just plain bad. It's not bad enough. It's not bad enough to be an ugly, but it's not, not any good. Um, I was a little demoralized after Wednesday and I was going to not trade Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. And, and Jamie Lynn was like, why? Right. And I was like, because I fucking broke down, I blew up today. And she's like, well, are you going to do that tomorrow? Are you going to trade the strategy? Hmm. I was like, well, I guess if I were to trade the strategy, I could trade tomorrow. She's like, well, why don't you try that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good woman. (laughs) She is. She is. So simple. When you put it that way. So simple, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I had a bad too. Uh, again, it stemmed from emotions. Um, I was noticing a lot of emotions starting to come up uh, during mm-hmm. my trading, uh, especially mm-hmm. on Friday. I ended up, uh, I started out kind of weak. I wasn't very impressed with the first two trades that I took, but the next two were really good. Actually, three after that, I think. Although we'll have to do the replay uh, tomorrow in order to confirm that. But Yeah, that should also go in the good. Yeah, we started, yeah. we started replaying the same day. Yep. The yep. day we played, did it like we'll replay that that first opening bit. And that is big. Yeah. Writing down timestamps for key moments to go back. And like, if you yeah. want to learn how to spot patterns, you're going to have to do something like that. Right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Constantly. Yeah. You can also, stare at everything or you can pick those key spots and stare at those. Over also, and over again. let me tell you, Thursday, I have I have a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. Right. And I was feeling pretty yeah. down and and like I I, I like clouded my own recollection of the trading day and then when we replayed it and i saw my entries on the chart i was like i ended the day flat but look i had i fucking nailed it like uh, that was a good entry that was not a bad end like i had no what yeah. qualifies any bad entries off strategy like and that mm-hmm. made me feel a lot better about myself replaying it and being like no 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 dan you would have done the same thing this time like you didn't you weren't trading emotionally at all let me ask you this question you know i'm Wondering if this is the case, like the trades that we take that we know we shouldn't take when those go against us, do those hurt worse than the trades that we want to take and get stopped out? Because I took two of them today that were in good spots, but I just got flushed by a quick liquidity run. Mm-hmm. And those didn't hurt nearly as bad as the ones where I was like, mm, I, well, I should wait for a lower, trade. but I'm going to try it now. I think I think you're right. They do hurt more. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I didn't because I took two losses off the bat to the, yeah. the Friday. Yep. And my personal uh risk management strategy on Friday was if you if you have a drawdown of 20 points, stop trading for the day. And yep. I I switched to sim. Mm-hmm. And I kept trading my trading strategy and I ended with like 60 points on sim. Yeah. 
I was like, shit. And we were talking with Mark on the audio channel and he shared a nugget of wisdom. I, I don't remember who he said he got it from, but he was like, you have to give your edge the chance to work. Mm -hmm. And that, that really, that really hit me because that's what I did. Right. I didn't give it a chance to work. I stopped trading the apex account, switched to SIM did not trade any differently than I would have with the apex account. And right. then, and then it, the edge started to work. And after talking to you, and uh and jamie lynn both mm -hmm. you know i was like you know what i just need to change my risk management strategy from three minis to what some it was, 20, collection 20, of micros 20 yeah three sets of seven micros and that way like i can trade the whole day and i i can have a like string a lot more losses in a row to get that drawdown yeah yeah yeah, yeah. give yourself a chance to have like more bullets not always the best thing but don't in over, this I'm case, not trying to overtrade, but this yeah. case, in this if case, I want strategy, two trades is not, I think you, yeah. Yeah. That's too fast. That's too fast. I was on strategy. I wasn't emotional about it. That's, and that's gets to your point. Mm -hmm. uh, took, took a long time away to get there. Um, when, when I took those two losses, I wasn't feeling anything emotional because I, I was on strategy to take them like mm -hmm. in my, in my journal talk, replaying with you later, talking with Jamie Lynn when I tell her how my trading went, like I'm not going to be criticizing those entries. Right. Right. But you're right. The, the ones where, you know, in the back of your head, like this and is all strategy. That's what hurts. Yeah. Be because, because you know, you're failing. Mm -hmm. Whereas yep. the, today it was like, ah, oh, the strategy took some losses. That's you trying to say you know better than your plan is what right, that is. Right, right. You say, I know my plan says to wait to buy down here, but I know better that where this market is going. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and just act on my own. Mm-hmm. I got to choose to stop doing that. Yeah. I feel like uh, after Wednesday and, and being very open with each other about it, I think we both made that choice. Uh, except I did it a little bit today. So Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But really? you know what? Yeah, I think was I did. I, I think the I first couple. I think it was the first couple of trades I took in the morning. I wanted to pull back deeper and I tried to chase it. I mean, there oh. were still at ledges and places where I could, if I wanted to, I could justify it. But what I really wanted was definitely lower and the spot where I wanted it was uh, the one that worked. I I will say, I wonder if you have sometimes, and I've said this to you off air, like if you have too many setups. Uh, no, I really don't at this point. Okay. Right now, it's just the Dom trading uh, and oh, well, <laughs> Momo and Liz. Like I got like three. I got three. Dom trading is you can qualify anything as a Dom trade. Well, yeah, I guess how I implement that is what that's that's the volume the the, the day session volume profile and Dom reactivity. Yes, is that, is that what you're saying is a Dom trade? Right, right. No, nope. okay. Like, like I'm not just staring at the Dom all day anymore. That's what I was doing. That's what I'm trying to move right, away from. Right, I'm trying to right. just use the Dom now at key intersections or key volume profile ledges and mm -hmm. look for opportunities at that point. Mm -hmm. And that's the way you have to do it. Dom is a less is more kind of tool, I think. Yeah, yeah, it can it can easily suck you right in. All right, what was your what was your ugly then? You think ugly? you started to mention it? Are we going to talk about Wednesday? Yeah, I guess we might as talk well, huh? Wednesday. Uh, I got caught in, in what I'm now realizing is probably the exact trap that apex sets, mm -hmm. which is, uh, 
I I bought two accounts in case one when it was on the ninety percent off in case uh, I burned one of them out. Yeah. And then uh, Wednesday, I had a bad day, and I drew down to thirty points, breaking my risk management rule of go past twenty and stop. Yeah. I've already broken that rule. I got a backup Apex account. Kyle, why don't I just pile 12 contracts on right here? And then if I'm right, I get funded. I'm a genius. And if I'm wrong, I just blow up an account. That sounds exactly like what I did. Yeah, that's what I did. Took a big drawdown. The account was uh, pretty much at its last legs. And I thought, I'll just slap on uh, as much as I can afford here and hope for the best. Hope for the best. And I got that backup just in case. Yeah, and it's that I got that backup just in case. That I feel like it's a big yeah. part of that trap. I agree with that. Because because I never would have done that on my fucking CQG AMP account. No. God, no. Right? What? Why would I do that? Like, uh, it's almost to zero. Let's just go ahead and get it there. Yeah, let's just let's just flush this last $500. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? 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 Why are you oh, doing that? So ugly. I knew better. You know better. You For me, I better. I wrote down the foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Yeah. Like my account wasn't <laughs> dead yet, and we made that whole bit about the Apex account killing itself. And I think that I think that was me at that moment saying, like, I'm going to kill this thing. <laughs> uh, also, what we were we were going over it afterwards. How many times did we say things like, "Wow, why are we trading the chop?" Yeah, <laughs> said that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why those risk controls are so important. You got to have something yeah. to take you away, or something to say, "I'm going to take a break and clear my head, take stock. Am I still thinking clearly? Can I keep trading? Yes or no?" Yeah. 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 And my new risk management strategy, and and that's that's why hopefully that ugly keep trying to make those ugly a good mm-hmm. uh is is gonna be like instead of stopping trading at 20 points it's okay dan you took two in a row step away how are your emotions were these two in a row on strategy or not right right like you need to get either start trading strategy or stop trading today if you can't trade strategy today get out yeah get off the horse but if you're fucking calm like today if you're fucking calm and you can like okay get out there fucking wait Get your levels. Do it right. One of the things that I want to start trying to incorporate, too, is looking at it from the other perspective. I want to go long, but can I make a case for the shorts? Yeah. Yeah. Really try to eliminate that bias. Yeah. Because that's maybe that's what we can do for each other. Like, you want to go long here. Okay, let me look for the short case. Yeah. Yeah. Or that might just scare us into inaction. We never take another trade again. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. We can give it a shot, though. I mean, who knows? That's the the beauty of this game is you can try whatever you want. That is true. Very true. All right. Well, that was an extended good, bad, and the ugly. Uh, yeah. Hope you <laughs> hope you learned something or at least were entertained by yeah. us saying the same things over and over again. Someday we'll learn. Slightly different. Slightly different. <laughs> All right. Should we do a bet song? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's make a bet. All right. I need it, wanna beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you. I'm filling my position, squid your bitch, and random's gonna lose. Got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight. 
It's bet, pick a time in the shop, so pick them right. All right, we letting random go first. I think I think it's time that we let random go first. I mean, he's in the lead, right? Yeah. Give him the fair. honors. Give him the honors. Uh, he's gone with the New York Stock Exchange finance sector, and uh-huh. he's picked Barclays, BCS. What? Yeah. Didn't we just see them in the news? They were, yeah. Oh, well, good for you, Random. Good for you. It's right at the, it's testing the bottom of a distribution. That'd be testing, about the time yeah. when you want to try it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck. this is exactly the time you'd want to try along. But the momentum is on the sell side off of that key eight half. I also like that it kind of poked its head and failed the distribution or the push out of, what was that, $8.17? Yeah, eight ten. Nice little gap same, down. Same area, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we might be all right. It, so yeah. <laughs> maybe we don't need uh, we don't need my play. Oh, what's your play? I was looking at uh, Nordstrom, JWN. Okay. I don't remember why. Were you gonna? It's got earnings coming. That's up. why. <laughs> <laughs> That's two can play at that game. <laughs> um, actually, I love this one because statistically, a stock that gets sold off in earnings goes up after earnings. Uh, you know what else it has going for it? What's that? Back to school. Yeah. So hopefully, all those back to school sales show up on this earnings report. Might be a little soon for it, but also, that's the idea. Also, it's uh, it just peaked out of this distribution and shot back into it. So mm-hmm. on volume. Right. Yeah. Good. Good pick. All right. We'll go for that. Um, yeah. Where do we want our stops at then? Uh, shit. Uh, that's like 10% down there. Yeah. Like um, 17, 17. Where are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was looking at 18, 15. Well, I wasn't even looking down that far. Why don't we go half it open, half it. Maybe the oh no, it's actually retesting a fair value gap already. No, we put it at the eighteen fifteen. Yeah. Oh, I was I was gonna I was gonna say even a little, a little higher, like eighteen twenty five. Eighteen twenty. Eighteen twenty three. No. Damn it. Fine. Eighteen twenty. <laughs> well, at least be below that candle that set that gap. Okay. Oh, 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 I see. I see what you're saying. All right. Eighteen twenty. Fine. Eighteen twenty yeah. works for me. All right. All right. All, all right. right. And then take, uh, yeah, take profits. Take profits where. I mean, well, uh, probably start with, yeah, 20, right where the moving average is running. Or maybe we just say the moving average itself. The What is that one? The 50? Or do I have it? No, that's not it. I only have two different moving averages. I don't have, I got, uh, I got the wrong chart pulled up here. Uh, screw that. Uh, 20 sounds good. 20 and then uh, take the rest off at? 22. Oh, I was going to oh, say. Oh, wait a minute. We're buying this at 19. We should be at least shooting for probably 22. We're doing half at open. Or is it all at open? What's that? Wait, start at the beginning. I I'm say lost. we go all in. All in at the open. Stop yeah. at 1820. First take profit at okay, we'll 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 say first take profit at twenty dollars seventy five cents. That still seems or too 70, low. Twenty seventy. Okay. So twenty twenty one half. Okay. Yes, I like that. Right before those little mini rotations on the daily. Okay. Look at the high volume that came in too on this day. And then and then at that point we'll move our our stop to twenty. Take profit. Or twenty half. And um, uh, and our stretch target is is twenty three. CP one twenty one point five. BP two twenty three, you said? Yeah. Alright, and then stops to 
20 half. Okay. Remember that? Ah, I think that's a show, Dan. We made a show. Kyle, did we make a show? We made a we show. We made a show. Wow. Pat yourself on the backs. I, pat yourself on the back, Dan, for making a show. And pat yourself on the back for listening to the whole damn thing. Kyle, it doesn't feel that satisfying when I pat myself on the back. Um, here, turn around. I'll do it on the front. Okay. All right. Lower. <laughs> Lower. Lower. Faster. There you Faster. go. <laughs> Faster. 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 Slower, slower. <laughs> All right, slow. Dad, take us home. Oh, folks, thank you so much for sticking around to the end. We're so glad you did. Sadly, we got to go do other shit now. Uh, life can't <laughs> just be one long stream of consciousness uh, bullshit show. Wait, that's not what we are. Strike that from the record. <laughs> done, done, done. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, thanks for sticking around to the end. Uh, we love you. Hope you come back. Uh, check us out next week. See what happens with a thrilling bet between Nordstrom and Barclays, which actually sounds like a sounds like a fight almost. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like oh, Nordstrom and Barclays going at it again. Seems like that should be at Barclays. Isn't that the name of an arena where there are a lot of boxing matches happen? I think Barclays does sponsor an arena. Yeah, uh, Nordstrom might too. Who knows? Maybe. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll be back at you soon. But until then. Share this with your friends, families, enemies, so we can spread our viral load all over the world and take care. Oh, yeah. All over the world. Happy trades. All over it. <laughs> Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.